0: You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live a limitless life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Limitless Podcast. This is Deanna Heron, your host. As always, I'm super excited to be with all of you, my friends, and I am proud of you for being a part of this community because I know what it takes to want to go for that dream, go for that goal and what it really takes to grow to get there. I want to remind you that first and foremost, my mission and passion is to help women grow into their truth because a woman standing in her truth becomes limitless in her impact. So welcome back, everyone. Happy Tuesday. I'm excited to continue on the Women Warrior series based on... What Brene Brown made so popular in our society is the Theodore Roosevelt poem, It's Not the Critic That Counts, right? So we will be talking about the arena moment with a warrior woman who has joined me today. One of my dear friends, Miss Christy Dryling, is with us, and I have known Christy for many years and just have man, just really have grown to love and adore you so much, Christy. And I know that we are connected in such a unique and amazing way, and I'm so grateful for you and your light that shines so bright right now and the difference that you are making in so many lives. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, it's such an honor to be with you, sister. Just around the campfire, sharing spiritual light and wisdom is is beyond for me. So this is heaven on earth. So great to be here. Thank you for having me and welcome everybody. So glad you're here too.
0: And I would love for you to share, you know, what you're about. Tell us about your family, what you're doing, and then we'll get into the podcast and uh, for you to share your arena moment. I can't wait to hear. Mm, it's going to be good.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness. Well, um, when you asked me to share like who I am, there's so many different titles I can put upon myself. And the first thing I was thinking of is that I'm not the titles, I'm not the accomplishments that I've achieved. And so I really wanted to like really focus on what am I in this moment and in this season of my life. I could say, to just sum it up so everyone can kind of get the flavor of who they're listening to right now, I would say that I'm love. I would say that I'm I'm truth and growth and very intentional. I'm super grateful and focused on being really purposeful in my life right now. I feel like I'm kind and I'm I'm sexy. I'm totally getting back into my my sexiness. Um, I lost it for quite some time. Um, I feel like I'm an incredible mother. I feel like I'm an incredible lover. Uh, I'm free. I'm and and I'm also messy. I, I, I can be really messy and complicated and uh, very stubborn at times. I can I can get really out of focus. I can uh, I can have chaos sometimes surround me. And and I've recognized though at this season that is a reflection point for me to really dig in and do some inner work. But uh, I also recognize I have unrealistic expectations of myself and of others a lot of times. So at this season, that's where I am. That's that's the, the, the feminine, that divine feminine, as well as some of the toxic masculine qualities that I embody that I'm working to heal and toxic feminine qualities, to be quite frank. So that's that. I am a mother of three grown sons, and uh, they are just epic humans they are I'm so grateful they chose me to be their mother in this sole contract in this life journey my oldest is 27 and he is married and has two children so I'm a proud grandmother like yourself um, and my middle son uh, lives in Maui he's an entrepreneur my younger son is uh, 19 is on his own as well what I love about all my family is that they are all on the, their path to Unfolding. All my children meditate. Um, they all journal. Uh, they work on themselves spiritually. I love this connection that I have with my boys. That they'll be sharing podcasts or books with me, and then they'll ask me, "Mom, what can I listen to right now?" And I, that was the dream I always had for myself. Truly, was to have a, a divine connection with my children and to have a family. And then beyond that would all be icing on the cake and then i am so in love <laughs> i am i have a partner by my side who's been with me for 3 years and uh i had to go through a lot of things to actually attract this beautiful soulmate into my life um and we're having so much fun together so that's a little bit about my family and um my fun i guess you would say
0: i love it i love it you know you and i I've been on the same journey. It sounds like, and you know, in this in this life, we um, are taught that life is about achieving, and life is about the titles, and life is about the things. And I love the fact that you are sharing really who you are in the essence of your being. And because you know, when you strip away the titles, and you strip away the material things, and you strip away the careers. Um, that's truly who we are and what we have to offer this world. So that's so beautiful. Absolutely. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Thank you, sweetie. I've been working so much on really leaving that toxic masculinity behind because as you know, 30 years ago, women gained, gained, I'm not quite sure that's the correct word, but rightfully gained the right to vote and really to have a voice. And I I really feel like so much of us, as women, really stepped strongly, too strongly into the masculine world to claim our, our birthright, which was to coexist and to co-create and also have a voice. And one of the, the messages I really have right now for myself and the work I'm doing on myself is to lean back into my feminine embodiment and to really hold space for the masculine and the feminine. I am not a feminist. Actually, I proclaim the opposite. I am a, you know, I'm in love with human 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 life and being a mother of three sons I always think who what kind of woman would I love my boys to be with and I never would want a woman to outcast my children or my sons or to um, you know to uh, dominate them or control them or whatnot and so I really stand for honoring the masculine when it needs to happen when I need to be it when we all need to be it and then really embody the feminine truth. So I love that's, it. that's really fun, really fun place to be with you, sister, because yes. I know you're the same way.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's get into um, the the warrior woman in you. And I'm just going to read this from uh, Theodore Roosevelt. It's actually hanging in my office because I love it so much. It's that reminder to me of, you know, this journey is a journey of growth. And there are so many women. In fact, I had a call with a woman yesterday. I said, Deanna, I read your book. And when I read your book, I I was shocked that you actually had a story because everything in your life looks so perfect. And that's the reason why I wanted to write the book is to let women know, you know, there's a story behind what you're seeing on social media, what you're seeing under the, the, the lights of success. And so this is the reminder for me to... Always know that when we're in that arena, there's so much beauty and growth on the other side. So it says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood and strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So my sweet friend, I would love to hear your arena moment. What is it that you want to share with us that really grew you to where you are today?
1: Well, when you asked this question, I thought we only have, what, 30 minutes here, 45 minutes here when we could probably go all weekend talking about my arena moments. Um, (laughs) You would all feel so much better about yourselves after hearing all of them, just so you know. But there is one that really stood out to me. um, And it was a it it, it was at a pivotal moment of my, of my journey. I had made a decision that I was going to push myself in business and I was going to, to reach a goal that was a massive stretch. I don't know anyone that had ever done it, you know, in, in my, in my profession. And uh, so I set that goal, that intention out and I just went laser beam and Ironically, the time frame I set right after that, I realized I didn't just hit the goal, but I went beyond the goal. So then it started getting lots of attention. So I got a call from a leader at our at corporate, and they asked me to come speak. I go to uh, this event, and I was so nervous. Like one of my dreams was to always speak on stage and to share my story of living in a car behind a pizza hut with my mom and digging for cans to buy food, you know, turn it into the grocery store. So I always wanted to share my story. I wanted to have a story to share because I knew it would be powerful and inspire people. So this was the moment. This was the moment I had waited for. It was like, wow, I'm here. But I I, I, I didn't believe I was quite ready. I was just out there serving and I, I wanted it to come later. But God said, no, it's going to come now. Okay. So um, I remember even calling Dr. Chad Helmstetter and I he wrote the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just loving people and serving people. And he's like, gave me some, you know, sage advice from as Dr. Shad always has. And so I, I went out there, you know, I showed up, I went on that stage and I gave the very best that I could do. And I actually felt really proud when I walked off and I had cracked a joke that evidently wasn't so funny to the, 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 the CEO at the time. And, um, everybody else in the audience thought it was hilarious and I thought it was hilarious, but evidently he was quite offended. So, um, it created a lot of chaos, let's just say. And I got a message not long after that, that they were really upset with me. And I remember going to the pool and I just covered my face with a book and I was so embarrassed. I had created this story that all I wanted to do was help people, and now I had destroyed people. So I, I think that a lot of times we create stories that are way bigger than they need to be because, well, we just don't know how to handle certain situations when they come instead of choosing to see it in a better light. So um, it, got, it got even darker for me because I'm sitting here focusing on, oh, my gosh, I ruined it. I'm never going to be asked to speak again. And I get this, um, this call from someone I really looked up to who, um, who worked with the company. And um, she said, Christy, why did you say that? And I said, well, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I thought people would relate to it. And I said, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. And this person I love so deeply said, you're right, you will never do it again. And I just was devastated. And that to me said, you're never going to get to speak again. You're never going to get to share a story again. The, this, the wind was taken out of my cell. And every bit of hope that I had for, for sharing with people really just went away. And so I got into a, almost, a, I never knew what depression was, but I fell into a depression. And I was embarrassed Cause now I created the story that people were talking about me and it was negative. And I just did all these, you know, I, sh- I should have sent this, you know, we should all over ourselves. I should have, I should have, I should have. I, at that point I was so depressed. I, start, I stopped focusing on my finances and um, I got into a horrible financial strain. I actually wound up getting a lien put on my house. My car was taken away. These people that I trusted my, my money with to help me with taxes took my stole the money, uh, lied to me, and all of this was happening. And I felt like at the time um, we, my ex partner and I, had decided that he would stay at home and help out, and um, I was alone with all of this stuff happening. And I was just, I remember my low low lowest moment was my assistant at the time drove me in her pickup truck to a hole in the wall car dealership where there was hubcaps on the wall and there was insulation coming out of the ceiling and i'm basically asking for a loan for a car and i'm embarrassed i'm so embarrassed i'm i just had so upset that I put myself in this situation, but I didn't know how to get out. And I felt, I felt trapped and stuck and alone. So I remember I was listening to A Course in Miracles and I um, heard a voice and this is usually what happens when spirit shows up. And the voice said, are you having fun yet? And I said, um, not really. And I heard voice say, well, Christy, you got to get your stuff together because you came here You came here with a mission and a purpose and there are plenty of souls that would love to take your place. And so if you don't get it together, something could happen to you. And, and at this point it was fear. I felt fear. Like I might get sick, an accident of some kind, something could happen. And it was so intense that I was like, I hear you. Okay. I'm changing. So I pulled it together And I said, I don't care. I got to do whatever I got to do. And so I actually had an idea that hit me that I was actually going to go build a business in another country because nobody would know what a loser I was. So I actually um, started that. I I made a commitment I was going to build in in, in this other country and I was going to make it work and and I was going to thrive and survive and come back. And lo and behold, uh, through that effort and that energy, I produced a multi-million dollar empire um, from that decision um, and came out of a quarter of a million dollars in debt. And I did it on virtually by my own will and power and strength to overcome um, the truth of my trauma. And so that is my dear One of the many traumas that I have endured in those arena moments, you know, and getting back up. So looking back now, you know, there's so many lessons that I did learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear those lessons. Um, So amazing too, because I mean, just thinking through what I coach women through, you lived in a car, when you were little and you had made it in your life to this place where you were uber successful by the world's standards and it's possible you could have still had that mentality of that little girl living in the car. And until we bring that belief system up to where we are, we will continue right to, to sabotage in a way. And you brought yourself out of it. What are some of the things that you did that the audience would love to hear? Those listeners who are in that arena moment right now that are just thinking, I don't know how in the world I can get out of this. I just feel like I'm in a hole that I've dug for myself. And how do I get out? What would you, what would you share with them?
1: Well, I will... Add to that, that I truly believe that we have arena moments in all categories of our expression. That one for me was, I was getting tested in my needing approval and validation. I um, also, it was a financial test. Okay. I've had many other arena moments in relationship um, after going through a divorce and um, falling in love, out of love, and and then um, health, and I mean all kinds of different arena moments. So that's just one. I know you all are like, oh, great, this is wonderful, Christy. Can't wait to hear which arena moments next. No, but I.
0: <laughs> they all know all of my arena moments, so they're been- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's good. I mean, it is. It's knowing. I think just coming to the truth that we're going to have him. Um, the problem is, is that, that when we Pollyanna our way through our life, believing that, um, everything is supposed to always be perfect. And, and of course we know we're going to be met with incredible opposition, but what one thing I, I truly uh, learned is that when you are on the verge of a breakthrough, a lot of times you're going to have a breaking point and that, that breaking point is going to stretch you beyond what you've ever, ever, ever experienced before. And this, now these are my beliefs. Okay. So, um, I reserve the right, you know, to, to, to tell all of you, you don't have to, you know, believe what I believe, believe what you want to believe. But what I believe is that the opponent, the darkness, whatever you want to call it, you know, Satan, um, shows up in those moments when we are impacting and we are empowering and we are igniting the hearts of others and the heart within ourself. We have an opening happening and then now the test will come. Now, if you're not prepared for that test, It's going to be a wake up call and you may give your power away, but the test is not to give your power away and to recognize this isn't a test. The opponent is here to challenge me and I'm holding my position. And in the minute that we can be aware and conscious and awake of, wow, there must be something massive on the other side of this for me to have an experience. I need to hold my position, call in my troops, my support, the light, God, my connection to source, call it in, ask for the help, ask for the light, ask for the support and believe in myself. Okay. Because these messengers are really the medicine that we need in order to heal whatever are the trapped emotions, the fears and the neglect. And so if these souls, that CEO or that mentor did not show up for me in this beautiful moment, And share what they shared in their fear, which I bought into their fear. I bought into it. They sold me fear on a platter. And I said, oh, let me eat your fear. Okay. Now I consume fear. I become fear. And now I get the wrath. I get the domino effect of actually absorbing someone else's projection. And so that lesson was one of the greatest lessons because because of that dark night of the soul, when I decided to get up in the arena, get myself up off the ground, because I chose to get up, then the bigger blessing came into my life. And now literally hundreds, I know thousands and thousands and thousands of souls have been blessed because of that arena moment that I had then. Their lives have been changed because of that arena moment. And those souls that came to me the way they came to me. And and so guys, whatever it is that you're going through or whatever you've been through and you're still stuck in it and you're not forgiving yourself and you're not forgetting it, it's time to get up. Like we're all going to lay down on the ground in the arena. Listen, life's going to hit us hard, period. I was just in Australia recently and I was sharing that Rocky scene where Sylvester Stallone is talking to his son and saying listen life's going to hit you hard no matter you know no 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 matter whether you like it or not it's going to hit you hard and you have to be willing to get up right and so now I'm consciously aware which the opponent does not like us to be aware of what's happening <laughs> so now I'm aware But here's the other thing new levels, new devils. Period. I love that. So true. So true. (laughs) You're going to get another level where you're at. And it's going to show up in ways that you maybe wouldn't have expected. And it's a constant shedding and surrendering and trusting in the divine process, in your process. And some of you are like, well, freak, why in the world did I come to this earth? Why did I sign up for this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> right? Because it's like the sooner that we let go and we surrender and we trust and we allow, the lessons start to dissipate.
0: Right? Yes. You get to sit back and enjoy. So let's let's play on that for just a second, because I love what you said, um, new levels, new devils. And I think I think most people... Um, I could speak for most most people that are listening to this podcast truly believe that there's a, a place where we get to a certain level of success or this happiness in life, where life is just joy and harmony. And which that would be amazing. But the truth is, our life is an, an ever evolving, opportunity for us to grow and learn. That's why we're here is to grow to to that highest version of who we're created to be. And that means we never stop growing and we never stop having those times where we feel like we're in the pit. I've seen that experience in my life and I know that you've experienced that as well. But um, just letting women know, I think what they can expect is, yeah, those new level New devil. So if you expect to continue growing on this earth and making an impact, you're going to experience a whole new level. But the key is, is we have amazing tools <laughs> with each level that uh, we get back up and from that arena. And I love how you said that. Just get back up. Just in you know what we've heard so many times is put your big girl panties on and get back up. Wipe off your face. Get off, you know, get that sweat off, brush yourself off, stand up, and just take a step in that direction. So, so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Yeah.
1: I love what you said too about the pits. I mean, because it is like, it's pits or peaks, you know, it's, 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 it's like, I know though, I know through my, my study of just being alive and also through, uh, spiritual mentors that, um, when we're in the darkness, we're actually closer to the light. And so we might be in that darkness and we're scared and we're afraid. And we, we, I remember so many times thinking, is this ever going to end? It's almost like an endless torturing that sometimes, especially if you're deeply emotional, which I am a writer and I, I'm a feeler and I feel, I feel, I literally, I just, we all have the ability to just, um, the, the, the level of our, their depth of our feelings are really based off of how much we've unblocked our heart. Um, and so I feel like when we hear these stories from yourself and myself and others, it gives us permission to be okay with not being okay. And, uh, you know, we've learned that toxic masculine and the toxic feminine of like, you know, here's the thing, though. It's okay to fall down in the arena. But if you're going to fall down,
0: get up and do the work. Don't turn your back to the work. I love that. That's so powerful. I just need to, I want everyone to make sure that you hear what Chrissy just said. Don't turn your back to the work because... The work is hard. The work is emotional. What you have to do to work through different processes to level up, it is it is work. And don't turn from the work. Because at any given time in your life, when you are in that arena moment, you have the opportunity to either deny the fear, which only delays your highest calling. You can delay the fear which obviously delays the highest calling, or you can pursue it. And that is getting back up in that arena and doing the hard things. And I'm where I am today. And I know you are where you are today because we did some freaking hard emotional work to be here. That is such a powerful point. Thank you. For well, well you know what? I, ha-
1: well, I had this vision I'm such you know, a storyteller, and so I, I saw someone getting up in the arena, right? And then I saw them actually punching themselves, which is what we do when we're having those arena moments. And then I also saw them punching someone else, which is also what we do when we want to put the blame on someone else rather than... Taking responsibility, so I think it's really important when you're, you know, you you would want, if you were to watch a boxing match or someone in the arena, which I don't do because I'm too soft to watch it. But um, <laughs> my partner always laughs at me; I have to always cover my eyes. Um, but I'm very mindful of what I put into my consciousness because it does affect me, and I think that you know that's a, that's a service to myself. But. We would we would not we would think it would look crazy if we saw somebody actually punching themselves in an arena or you know we then accept if they punch somebody else <laughs> that even feels graphic um, but really getting up doesn't mean fighting others or fighting yourself it means feeling the moment, feeling what you need to feel, go through the process, experience what you need to experience without any shame and without any blame. And that is the work. And you will have experiences on the other side of that where you're going to have fewer arena moments. Okay, you're going to have a better connection with source and yourself and you're going to trust and you're going to walk in your life and you're going to be listening more and you're going to be getting downloads more and you're going to be getting miracles chasing you rather than you trying to chase an achievement.
0: Right. Yes. 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 (laughs) So fun. So good. Thank you so much. That was absolutely amazing. So anything else that you would like to add or share with everyone when they're in those moments of, of darkness, when they're leveling up new level, new devil, and some tips just to get up out of that arena, um, and, and, and understand that on the other side of that is growth, is light. Um, and the tools that we get from that are just absolutely life-changing. So anything else you'd like to add to that? Yeah, there's a lot that I'd like to
1: add to that. I mean, I, I, I recently came out of another Dark Night of the Soul in, a, in an arena moment a few years ago. Actually, I'm just really coming out on the other side of that. Um, that was a massive, massive, one of the biggest ar- uh, arena moments, but I've learned that women, especially we like to talk. Um, I, one thing I love about the work that you do, Deanna, is that you are next level in terms of your ability to bring almost therapy. It's like therapy and the trauma healing. Cause you know, we, we did a session together which was really profound, um, doing that and doing it in such an intuitive space that allows someone to share everything and to he- do their work on their own, but having that tool by a facilitator, somebody that is actually able to assist you to use these tools when you're not around, right? I I'm not a massive fan of traditional therapy. I really feel like whether you have a macro trauma or a micro trauma, going back to the moments of the trauma and really reframing it and and creating a different story around it and reprogramming the mind is everything. So in saying that, I say that because it's important to be to have support systems in place They can support you through it, okay? And also, you don't need your friend's opinion if you're going through relationship issues and they don't have healthy relationships. Don't take advice from them. Maybe take advice as to what not to do and no offense to your friend. If you're having financial problems, don't go to your Uncle Eddie who has filed bankruptcy Right. Multiple times yes. to learn how to invest. Uh, you know, you might want to learn what not to do once again, but sometimes we don't know where to go. And this is a part of my what I'm what my message and mission is with also helping women and men to trans to really transform spiritually and emotionally is to release this need to go outside of ourselves
0: yes yes yes
1: yes right it's it's not that it's not that lover it's not a different husband it's not the bank it's not the title it's not it's not it's not a different location you're going to move to it's none of that now all of that in harmony can support you to grow to the heights that you're meant to grow. But we can't look to the outside. We have to really do the inner work. That is what people are running from. They're running from it. They think on social, I see this toxic femininity all the time. And it breaks my heart because I have two granddaughters. And I see what what they're going, hopefully we'll protect them for as long as we possibly can, but what they're exposed to. And the toxic feminine showing every body part they can to get love and connection because they have a daddy wound. They didn't get attention from their daddy or they were hurt by their dad. And so now in order to feel love, in order for them to love themselves, let me just show all my parts. You know, it's, it's, it's pain um, that I'm seeing everywhere. I see it, it's like, it's just, it's a battlefield of grenades. And I that might seem very dark, but I find it as an opportunity for us to lend ourselves out to humanity and say, I'm here for you. I went through the battlefield. I stepped on grenades. I know what it feels like. I came out alive. And you can too. But don't look outside of yourself in order to feel the holes of your ship that have been leaking for a really long time. It's not going to work. And you're just going to have to deal with this over and over and over again. And you're going to miss the joy. You're going to miss the moments because you're stuck and you're not allowing yourself to see the
0: truth. You're not facing the truth. You're stubborn. I so agree. So, I mean, that's, that's what our life is about is, is getting in connection with God, the spirit within, and that is the source of, of everything. And yeah. So, you know, on my journey, that's what I've learned is it's not someone else's opinion. It is not the money. It is not the material. It's not the house. It's not the title. It's none of that. It is, I have to find that within and coming to that place. And it does take that, that inner work. So, so beautiful, Christy, just absolutely amazing. That's a beautiful arena moment. Mm. You're such a beautiful, beautiful soul. And I'm so honored to be on this podcast with you. I can literally talk to you for hours. And so maybe we need to have <laughs> some more chats together for sure. But if people want to get a hold of you, how can they, how can they reach you? And um, to, what are you up to these days? They can go to Christy Dryling Beauty, my
1: Instagram, uh, Facebook, Christy Dryling Beauty as well, I think. I'm finally just catching up with all the social, like really being consistent with it. Um and then, of course, Christy Dryling.com says I'm just in this divine moment of living and serving, and my podcast is called Love and Serve. So actually, I would love it if they would go listen to my podcast. It's called the Love and Serve podcast. Um, where I share spiritual wisdom in practical ways to help you navigate your muddy water of life and for you to be okay with whatever it is. And, you know, if you don't have a friend or someone to talk to, um, I love that you have these podcasts with women like Deanna um, and others and myself that, you know, we can be that guidepost for you that allows you to just embody where you are and that it's okay and that you're loved and that you're perfect. I would love to have you all over there. I'd love to follow you in Instagram and Facebook. And of course, you know, being here with you, with your audience is such a divine treasure and gift for me. Um, anytime I can share my struggle to help all of you not make the same mistakes. It is completely my, um, my, my, my honor. <laughs>
0: So you don't have to uh, learn the hard way. <laughs> it is, Christy. It is. I know what you're saying, and thank you for sharing because it is. It's it's hard to be vulnerable, and but it's such a gift. We we go through what we go through so we can share it with others and help them on their journey. And you're such a beautiful, beautiful person. I will put all of your Instagram, all of that in the show notes so people will be able to get in in touch with you. So thank you so much for being. Um, a very, very special guest. And for all of you who are listening, I will see you next Tuesday. So thank you for joining and have a beautiful, beautiful week. God bless everyone. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless Community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm gonna ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to deannaheron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.